Welcome to the Tips for Homeschool Science Show, where we're breaking down the lofty ideals of teaching science into building blocks you can use in your homeschool. I'm Paige Hudson, and for season three of this podcast, I'm sharing 10 lessons that I've learned from my 10 plus years of homeschooling. I hope that all of these lessons will help you on your homeschooling journey. I would love to connect with you beyond the earbuds. You can find me at Instagram at Elemental Science or drop me an email through the link on our website, which is ElementalScience.com. Before we begin today's lesson, I have a quick disclaimer to add. I don't claim to know everything there is to know about homeschooling, but these 10 lessons are ones that I've found important and useful in my homeschool journey, and I trust that you will too. So with that out of the way, let's dig in to today's lesson. For our fourth lesson, we're back to talking purely about science. Over the years, I've learned not to skip that science discussion time. I've discovered this little tidbit as life got a bit busier with the addition of our second child. I was looking for more time in our day, and it seemed a bit redundant to read, discuss, and write. So I figured we could just cut out that discussion time and get straight to the writing. It was a great idea, but in practice, it didn't go so well. I learned that that discussion time gives a student opportunity to formulate their written answer. It helps work out the mental kinks, and it helps me to know that my student has picked up the key information, and it helps us to make those connections together between what we're learning and seeing and what we already know. Discussion time in science, well, really any content subject, is a fundamental part of the learning process. So don't learn this lesson the hard way. Just believe me when I say that you don't want to skip your science discussion time. So now that we're all on the same page, here are a few tips I've learned along the way of how to have a good discussion time with your kids. Tip number one, at the beginning, break it into smaller chunks. Narrating or orally sharing what you've learned, which is honestly the whole point of your discussion time, is a skill that takes time to learn. If you ask your students to discuss a multi-page spread packed with new information for the very first discussion time you have, it might not go so well. You need to build up their attention span and their memory capacity. The best way to do this is to start by breaking your reading selection into smaller chunks and by pausing after each one of those sections or the paragraphs and saying, tell me one thing we just read about whatever the topic is. Then when you get to the end of the reading, you can repeat their answers and ask for a sentence or two about what they've learned about the subject. You can also let the student look over your shoulder at the book as you read and point to the sections so that they can match the visuals with what they're hearing. So I've seen that it helps to break things down into smaller chunks and to give them a few visual cues to help our students remember what they've just heard. Both of these things have made our science discussion times go much smoother and produce more fruit in the long run. Tip number two, if you hear crickets, ask a few comprehension questions. Normally, for our discussion times, I like to ask a few broad questions, such as, what did you find interesting from what we read? Or, can you tell me two things you learned from what we just read? But sometimes those questions are met with blank stares and the sounds of crickets chirping in the background. 
So when that happens, I'll try asking more specific comprehension style questions that lead the student to a clear response. For example, I'll ask something like, how are male lions different from female lions? Oftentimes, students are afraid to respond to the more broader questions because they fear that they'll get it wrong, even though there's really no wrong answer to those type of questions. So asking a few questions where there's a clear-cut answer and they know they'll get it right helps to build their confidence. And then after I ask those few comprehension-style questions, I'll ask those broad, what did you learn type questions again. At this point, the student will almost always have a few ideas in mind. Tip number three, encourage opinions. Science discussion times aren't just about parroting back information. This time is an opportunity for your students to share what they've learned and for us to help them make connections between what was shared and what they know. And because of this, we definitely want to encourage our kids to share their opinions and any connections they make on their own. It may seem sometimes like the train has left the science learning station, but trust me, if you help get those tracks headed back to the subject you're reading about, your discussion time will become more memorable and meaningful to your students. And those crazy stories that they come up with will serve as memory pegs. So as you add discussion times to your science plans, start with smaller chunks, ask a few comprehension questions, and encourage your kids to add in their own opinions and stories. When you do, you'll reap the reward of fruitful learning moments and easier writing times, plus a few laughs along the way. If you want a few more tips for notebooking and writing, check out episode 12, 13, and 14 from season one, where I shared the stages of writing and science and why I love notebooking. Thanks for listening, and I hope you leave our time together encouraged in your homeschooling journey. Let me know what you think by leaving a rating or review in iTunes or in the podcasting app you use to listen to the Tips for Homeschool Science show. I would really appreciate you taking the time to do this as it encourages those of us who work so hard to put this podcast together for you to enjoy, and it also helps others find this podcast. I can't wait to share another lesson that I've learned in our homeschooling journey in our next episode. But until then, I hope you have a great week playing with science. This podcast is free for you to enjoy thanks to the programs we offer at Elemental Science. Our company got its start one day over 10 years ago with a simple question. If you're doing all that work to create science curriculum for our daughter because you can't find what you needed... Don't you think someone else is looking for the same thing? And with a whole lot of work, those simple plans for our homeschool became the several lines of award-winning science curricula we offer today. At Elemental Science, our goal has always been to provide you with easy-to-use science plans to help you share the wonders of science with your students. Come see how we can help you teach science at ElementalScience.com.